Hello and welcome to Our Dad is Wrong, the podcast where my brother Rocky and I discuss sports with our father Vic using a generational divide. I'm Mike. I'm Rocky. And I'm Vic Dad. Vic Dad this time. Nice. Vic Dad. I switch it up every week. That's, that sounds better actually, Vic Dad. That's got a nice <laughs> yeah, little ring yeah. to it. Yeah, we should start using that. Yeah, yeah, What's yeah. What's up yeah. guys? Right. How are you guys doing? Rocky, you sound, you sound a little hoarse, but you, you feel I, okay, yeah. right? A little under the weather, but the COVID test says that I'm not sick, so obviously it's just my mind playing tricks on me. Sure, 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 sure. So no, so no excuses for this if you uh, if you screw up. Yeah, yeah. If if it's the government COVID test, it probably doesn't work anyway. So yeah. Oh yes. (laughs) Nothing else. The government works. Zing. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Speaking right. of those deadheads in Congress, let's talk about the <laughs> trade deadline. <laughs> nice, nicely done. Yeah, yeah. yeah somebody uh, tried to leave Washington, and that was Juan Soto going to San Diego. <laughs> yeah. yeah, good one, Mike. Right? Good Not one. bad. All right. Yeah, yeah. and, uh, and jo- Josh Bell was included in that trade too, which I have to say, he's quite a throw-in. Yeah, he was. He's a, been a great this throw-in. year. He's yeah. been great this year. This year in particular. It, I mean, he's a good player, generally speaking. But this year, he's been like on a whole other level. Yeah. Does he have a big contract? Um, I don't know. What does his contract look like? Do you know, Mike? I think I no that's idea. not insignificant. But I'm not a hundred percent sure. Let me check real quick. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna look this up. But I mean, whether he has a big contract or not, I mean, look. Obviously, I'm sure that Juan Soto. You know, dealing with a guy like that, where you know he's on his way out, where he's kind of having an acrimonious split with the team. Um, I think if you're the team that's trading for him, look, obviously, I'm sure that they gave a lot up. I don't really know much about, you know, what they gave up for him. Um, Apparently, they gave up a, a ton of great prospects. They gave up three, which I'm sure of, they did. But, you know, it's only, I mean, it was, well, so uh, Josh Bell is uh, $10 million. This yeah, year, just a $10 this million, year, yeah. And uh, unrestricted free agent after this. Um, then, yeah, you know, they gave up three of their top five prospects, and a few of them are supposed to be good. Um, but honestly, it didn't seem like as big of a haul as you would expect for a Juan Soto level player. Now, yeah. maybe, you know, I, I guess they just couldn't couldn't get the deal they were looking for. That's what I'm saying. Well, I mean, the, they made it clear they wanted to get rid of him. So they put themselves in a weird position like, you know, what, but they yeah, but they, but they didn't have to trade him. He's got two and a half years left. They could have held on to him. Wait till the season ends. Then the teams that you know fell short in the playoffs may have really pay, overpaid for him. Yeah, you know, I'm kind of I'm kind of with you. I like, I don't I don't think there should have been a rush for them to like have to deal him this second. I don't know. Right. It just doesn't seem but, like it was a, a pertinent well, move if they couldn't get what they thought he was worth. I mean, look, it feels like they're trying to save money. Obviously, they're now in rebuilding mode, right? Um, I think, you know, to get top prospects back for him. I mean, look, if, if it's really like three of their top five prospects, that's a great haul. I mean, that's yeah, and, about what and, you'd expect uh, in baseball. Uh, for and in Soto. addition to that, also Mackenzie Gore, who was like yeah. one, of, one of the top, if not the top prospect in baseball last year, two years ago. So, it's, again, it's not like they didn't get a ton of talent for him. Right. right. And, I mean, remember, Soto is, what, 24 years old? I mean, some right. of the prospects they got back, but, yeah, 23. Some of the yeah. prospects they got back may be about that age. So, <laughs> yeah, that's you know, obviously true. a great deal for San Diego, but... I mean, I, you look, the Nats are rebuilding for the future. That's you, true. You know, you don't love to see it if you're a Nats fan, but it had to end sometime. So apparently that well, time is I now. Mean, you know what they say about prospects, though? Prospects are suspects because it's true. You, you never know what they're going to become. I mean, 23rd round guys become superstars. Yeah. And top guys in the draft are flop. Baseball is the hardest sport to draft. The absolute hardest sport to draft. Well, but yeah, but they weren't getting draft picks. They're getting prospects. So right. we've guys seen a lot of these guys yeah. play. Right, yeah, right, right, but right. the minor I mean, league sure. means nothing. Look, sure, yeah, yeah, look, listen. A lot look of those guys on, Look at this guy the Mets traded away to Seattle. What's his name? The center fielder. Kellenic. He's like a triple He's like a triple A and a half player. 
The guy kicks ass in AAA yeah. and bats 120 in the major leagues. So, yeah. you know, there's guys that do that. So so just because you hit them in the minor leagues does not mean you can hit major league pitching. Sure. I mean, that's, you know, no prospect is going to be a sure thing. But by the time you're, you know, in the, the minors, you've gotten looks by coaches. You've actually faced other, you know, you're yeah. facing much better competition. It becomes a lot easier than if you're drafting a guy out of high school or college. It's a lot more of a crapshoot. Well, we'll see. Yeah, I'm, I just and think I'm also, that Soto at 23 years old, I never would have traded him. I would have made him happy. You yeah. know, Washington's a, Washington's a big market, and uh, they've already won the, the championship, what, three years ago? Yeah. yeah. So they're not that far. It, it, actually, well, if they had those guys still on the team, they'd still be a great team. Yeah, well, and that's yeah, – and, and, like, if if San Diego is able to sign Soto to a long-term contract, A, on top of having Soto and Tatis for the next 15 years together, which is going to be and a, Machado. absolute – yeah. yeah, and but Ray, and but well, but he's even like he's almost thirty now. Uh, so what? Well, still... I'm just say, well, I'm just saying like they have two guys who are twenty three years right. old who would be locked up for twelve years, um, yeah. and they got Brandon Drury too, who's a good player. Yeah, he's fine. yeah, he's yeah. a good player. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a solid yeah, yeah, player. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and Josh Bell, if they keep him, I mean, they 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 they. I don't know how great their pitching is. I know they got uh, Josh Hader, who was one of the best relievers. Now he's having a tough last six weeks or something. Yeah, right. But he's got a lot of talent, so we'll yeah. see. We'll see yeah. what they're going to do with the playoffs. Look, they obviously well, top, I mean, it. their top four, like, in that lineup is just, when everybody's healthy, I mean, is just crazy. Right. Of, for, of, right. of, yeah, Tatis, Soto, Machado, and Bell kind of all yeah, in right. a row. There's just no, you can't pitch around any of them. All yeah. of them have right. home run power. I mean, all, yeah. all of them except for Bell can run, too. It's like. Who's they, your top three starters? They got, uh, what's his name from Texas, uh, the, the Japanese pitcher. Oh, uh, you Darvish? You yeah. Darvish? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, oh, who's yeah, pitching yeah. really well? Oh, yeah, uh, he really is. well. Joe Musgrove, jo- Blake Snell, yeah. Sean Mania, Mike Clevenger. They, they, got, they some, got a good got staff. staff. Yeah, they got a good staff, and only four of those guys are going to start in the playoffs. So then you, one of those guys is going to go to you know the relief role. Yeah, they, they they could win the World Series. They, they, oh, they're for a sure. scary team, I, and you know it'd be great to see San Diego win it because they've really been going. For, you know they they've made efforts in the yeah. past 10, 15 years that kind of fell flat. It right. really feels like they're going all in here when you add pieces like Soto and Bell. Like like, like you said, and they have, right. and they're like no so nobody dislikes them as like a franchise. Right. Like and they're so, they have like good passionate fans and everything yeah. there too. Like it's yeah. it's it's a cool ballpark. It's just like a lot of things that is like it's a relative. Yeah, it's a relative relatively small market. How are they affording all these? Well, guys? that's that's what I'm asking. Like if especially if they're able to sign Soto, like. What's the excuse, right? That like Washington has that they couldn't afford Juan Soto right. when San it's Diego, a market than San Diego. Right, when San Diego can paint Machado and Tatis and uh, uh, right. Soto all at the same right. time. That's yeah. like, and all those pitchers, all those pitchers that make a big yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's you know, I mean, it really goes to show like just really how cheap a lot of these owners are. Just they're using right. the excuses. I mean, the Royals. I mean, Rock. You, you, uh, yeah, nobody should God. be more furious than you about it. I, I completely agree with that. And and look, you know, John Sherman, who just took over ownership of the team recently. Um, I'm hoping that he'll be a little bit better. Obviously, we've just cleaned house. I mean, I'm hoping that we get rid of management too. But I mean, yeah, we always hear the excuse all the time, but we can't keep guys because we can't afford them. John Sherman's worth like $4 billion or something like that. All these owners are worth billions of dollars. And I really don't think it even has much to do with the market. All these teams are making tons of money. Oh They they could pay these players if they wanted to, but they know that they can use a small market as an excuse because it was more of an excuse 20 years ago and fans will buy it and they'll go along with it. Right, especially with the amount of money that they're making with uh, uh, MLB.TV and yeah. like, yeah, like all of their, uh, I mean, again, it's like now again, baseball is more of a, a local sport, a local market. It's like there are yeah. still, you know, 
the Yankees still just are going to make more money than the Royals just based on the TV market that they have locally. Right, right. But even still, it's not that different that it's, you know, yeah. with all the, the taxes that are going to the Royals or, you know, the small yeah. I'm using look, the Royals as a... Uh, yeah, no, 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 yeah, no, no but it's true. Yeah. I, look, you know, just like in any other industry, it's you can either put out a better product or you can make more profit. And some teams like right. the Royals have decided on the profit and some teams like the Yankees have decided on the product. You know, giving props where it's due, they spend their money as do a lot of other teams. But you also have a lot of big market teams that don't really spend very much and, you know, are, are you know, lose yeah. a lot. Yeah, they use it as um, an excuse. Do you what? They use it as an ex- – I mean, right. They, yeah. they could still just say, yeah, like, right, well, exactly. we're not making – and it's a self-fulfilling prophecy at a certain yeah. point because they can say, like, well, we can't spend money on players because we don't have – you know, like, the we haven't been winning. Right, the, fa- whatever, right yeah. the fans aren't coming, yeah. but, like, that's because they're not winning, but that's because they're not spending money. So it's yep. like they're just, you know, having this perpetual cycle of, of yep. not having to spend money. Yep, exactly. Uh, as Yankee fans, we are really spoiled because they're in the playoffs just about every year. Yeah, and they're you know it's 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 you know the the motto is World Series of Bus, even though right. they haven't won one since two thousand nine. Yeah, but I would I would be furious if I was a small market fan. Yeah, that that the, the, the owners basically telling me every ten to fifteen years we're going to be competitive. Mm-hmm. So I got to root for a team and, and and spend my money on a team that I know when spring training ends is going to win seventy five games and that's it. And that's that's ridiculous. Right. I I agree, and and it it is infuriating, and I definitely agree with you. Um, but I mean, that's just kind of the nature of the beast. I mean, you know, these teams are also not the ones that attract the most front office talent. They're not the ones that attract the most coaching talent. So it's kind of a, a top down problem when you're as unsuccessful for as long a period of time as like the Royals say. But they did win a World Series and had a lot of young players and squandered that opportunity. That's so. true. Yeah, that's true. Well, I got rock. I got a question for you. Yeah. I was watching a game. I forget when it was, but it was in Kauffman Stadium in yeah. Kansas City. Yeah. What happened to their field? The field looks terrible. The grass on their field does it all all blotchy. It was. It looked like it was. It was dead grass in oh, it really? and stuff. Oh, I don't and know. And that was always that stadium was always famous for having. You know, I mean, um, uh, who's the guy? Toma was the. Uh, yeah. He's not there anymore. Right. But he was always you know the, the world renowned like the groundskeeper. Yeah. Groundskeeper. Yeah. Well, and recently of course terrible. we had we had uh, Trevor Vance. I'm not sure if he's still there. Don't ask me why <laughs> I know the name of the Kauffman Stadium groundskeeper. I, I don't know. Either. But you, I, that's I, I wouldn't have expected to know one, let alone multiple Kauffman <laughs> groundskeepers yeah, throughout yeah, yeah. history. Yeah, that's. Uh, right. I, I do not I, know the answer to that. I nobody cares about that. That was an no, aside. I agree. <laughs> but we're, but we're getting back to like winners and losers of the of the yeah. And, and, and speaking of the Yankees, by the way, the Yankees made a lot of good moves, including getting my Royals. Uh, Andrew Benintendi, which you, yes. know, you guys can have him, but he's a great player. He's starting to hit now. He, you know, he, yeah. as as what happens with a lot of guys that come to New York, they press right away. And yeah. I think he was. Well, one for it, 20, not, I don't think that's a New York. I don't even think that's a New York specific thing. I think it's when you oh, get I traded. I I it's when you get traded. You, for some you reason, everybody that comes to New York struggles at the beginning. Yeah. Look at Joey Gallo, that that loser, goes to the Dodgers and has a game-winning home run. Yeah. I mean, God, give me a break. Well, I would I would argue he's not a loser if he had a game-winning home run. But he's a yeah, loser. By definition, <laughs> he's a winner. <laughs> I think the Yankees did very well. They were one of the winners. Yeah. I think that Fra- Frankie Montas, as I yeah, say, Montas. Yeah. Mon- Mon- Montas. Montas. Frankie Montas. He pitched lousy his first game, but he was just yeah. back from bereavement uh, leave, and he hadn't he hadn't thrown anything in like a week. Yeah, yeah. he'll be fine. Um, the one thing that confused me there was getting um, the guy Bader, the center fielder, yeah. for Jordan Montgomery, who's 
you know, a, a bottom of the rotation, middle to bottom of the rotation pitcher. Yeah, he's a good pitcher. And, of course, he goes to St. Louis and he shuts out the Yankees when they go out there later. Well, yeah. of course. So, he knows all yeah. their secrets. So. Well, the, Yankee, but, the Yankees don't score runs when Jordan Montgomery's on the mound. That's always right. been true, and it maintains being true when he's pitching <laughs> against them. Yeah, yeah. But everybody keeps saying that this kid is the is the best fielding center fielder in baseball. So we'll see when he comes back in yeah. three weeks. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, I, th- I thought Houston did great. I thought Houston, you know, filled some spots. They got Trey Mancini, which you know, it goes to my my winner side because yeah. he's a very solid player. But my question is, on the loser side, why would Baltimore trade him? He's he he's 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 the only guy in Baltimore that's been there a long time. He yeah. came through the system. He had cancer and recovered. I mean, he's a lovable kind of guy, and they are in the hunt. For, they're only a game out of the hunt for the wild card. I mean, it's uh, why would you why would you tell your fans eh, we're giving up and they trade yeah, somebody it, else it too, seems, another player? Yeah, yeah, it does seem. Uh, it, it is kind of like a slap in the face of the fans for how well Absolutely. they've been playing for the last couple Absolutely. of months here, and like right, yep. they got all this good young talent now and everything. And yep. It's like yeah. you know, yeah, you don't want to see them, right? And again, it's like especially in baseball, maybe more than any other sport, is really, like, once you make it to the postseason, it's kind of a crapshoot because, like, right, if you just yep. have a couple of pitchers who just get hot for a month. You never know. You can you win. Never know. Yeah, it's the, happened. The, yeah, ba- the Marlins did it twice. Than, what's that? The Marlins did it twice in the last 25 years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I they mean, they got right, hot. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, those were very talented teams. But even still, it's like, you know. Uh, the, the, but the, the pitchers got hot. The pitchers got hot. Yeah, well, the uh, – uh, the best example I have is the that one time Rocky beat us in our baseball picks when the Cardinals won the World Series with yep. 82 wins. <laughs> yeah, that's, yep. right. Yep. that's right. That's right. true, yeah. And, and much more so than in, say, you know, football where, I mean, there are teams in the playoffs where you're like, okay, these teams are just here to round it out. Like, there's right. no yeah. chance to win the Super Bowl. In baseball, there's really, I mean, you know, obviously there's teams that are better and worse. But, I mean, right. like you said, once you're in it, like, really getting into it is the challenge. That's right. right. Just sneak in. Yeah. Just sneak yeah. in. The, the, the only – the only sport where I think the best team generally wins year over year is basketball. The, in the NBA, yeah. in the NBA, it's usually the best team wins. Right. In the other sports, it's like I don't know, like half the time maybe the best, the actual best team wins the championship. Like it's just right. Well, hockey's. I mean, hockey. It's a lot of times you have the eight seed winning the championship. Yeah, because you know, right, just, the goalie stands on his head for a moment, right. and it's just That's like right. yeah, you know. That's right. the, the, you can win it. So you're right. Yep. The Orioles are yep. – all they had to do is make it. I mean, Adley Rutschman is playing great baseball right now. They played the Yankees a lot this year, and I've actually seen them get better as the season went on. The last time the Yankees played them, they were really good. Yeah. They got a good young team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They got a, a pretty good bullpen. They got good position players. They're, they're good. Well, spe- um, speaking of uh, – sorry, the uh, the Astros, them uh, uh, getting Christian Vasquez also, I thought was well, a, he, a oh, yeah. tremendous he's a Yan- move. He's a Yankee killer. Well, so. yeah, and that's what I was – you know, I was uh, – uh, when it happened, I was almost, like, angry because I was like, well, you know, the Red Sox just traded this guy who kills the Yankees to the other team who's uh, playing <laughs> the Yankees. And I'm like, it's so stupid. And then I'm, like, looking at it, like, well, the A's also gave us uh, Frankie Montas, who kills the Astros all the time. So it's like, I understand yeah. they would be furious, too. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought Seattle did great. Seattle's got a good young team. They got Castillo, who's a phenomenal pitcher. Oh, yeah, yeah that's I, what I'm saying. Really you know, the Yankees and you talk him. about when you're short in a rotation. I mean, now they got... Right, so they got Castillo, they got Robbie Ray, and they got uh, Logan Gilbert at the right. top of that rotation, right. which is just right. like, I mean, that's 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 a scary rotation in yep. a short series that you got to face all three of those guys. Absolutely, yeah, and they're, and they're pretty young, so they could probably pitch on three days rest throughout the whole playoffs. Yeah, yeah. I do I have to the, say, I would love to see the Mariners. Not, I mean, not only make the playoffs, but I would love to see them win the World Series. They're kind of the team I'm rooting for this year. 
Well, especially I, they I have didn't, especially I didn't realize the they, longest, uh, right? The longest playoff yeah. track yeah. too. Yeah, in 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 all four sports. Yes. Yeah. It's been that long. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, what, since, years. since they won 116 ga- 21. Right. 116 games. They, right. Uh, 2001. Yeah. Right. right. They right, haven't right, made right. it okay. since that. Like, literally yeah. broke the record for wins and then haven't made the playoffs in right. two decades. That's it's a mic right. drop. And that was, yeah. uh, that was uh, whatchamacallit? That was Ishiro's rookie year, I think, wasn't yep. it? Yep. Yeah, it was. Or his second year. Uh, yeah, what I think rookie, I think rookie, but I'm not positive. It was it was just because they had him, they had Randy Johnson, right? And they, oh no, yeah. they didn't have Johnson uh, that was, anymore. Uh, but they had uh, yeah, Griffin. Johnson was gone. A Rod was gone. Uh, I think they had Ishiro, Edgar Martinez. I think it was the around, year maybe. after A Rod. They had uh, uh, Brett Boone was uh, right. Oh yeah, that's right. he killed right. it for the year or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, are you guys what are you uh, upset at Eric Hosmer at all for? Uh, Almost put the kibosh on the Soto trade. You know what? He had a no trade con uh, deal yeah. clause, right? And that, that's why they put him in. You know, if he, uh, you know, it's, it's he's got the hammer. Yeah. I have no problem with that. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't either. I'm just curious if you guys did. Yeah, no, yeah. it's you know that's right. It's, right. It's, it's his own. It's his own prerogative. And was, yeah. you know, I'll let you know after this weekend when the Yankees play Boston. If he kills the Yankees, <laughs> then I'll have a problem with it. Well, that's the thing is, like he said, you know, put the no trade clause on, and like. I mean, he's went to some other team that's not going to make the playoffs now anyway instead of the Nets. Yeah. I don't know. That's not, it, well, it, you it never know. Be in that yeah. What were the Reds something about playing in Boston. Yeah, that's true. But why Why did the Red Sox get him? Like, I, why did they trade for him at all? I don't understand that move from their uh, perspective. I don't think they had to give much up, did they? No, but what's the – but, like, to what end? I just like, what was the point of doing it? Like, they I, they were well, sellers. He, he's a baseball like, player. They're a baseball team. So, yeah, I guess they fair. had an opening. And, yeah, I mean, I don't know what's not to get. So, who's – so who's playing first base for the Padres now? He got traded and Voigt got traded. Bell. Yeah, Josh Bell. Is Bell a first baseman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, okay. All right. Yeah, it's kind of why they had to uh, trade at least one of them just to open up the spot. Yeah. Yep. All right. I think the Mets, you know, they were screaming in New York about how bad the Mets did, but I think they did just fine. They filled some spots. Yeah. Look, them, get, them getting DeGrom back, and if he stays healthy, that's the key to them. I think yes. if, he, if, if, he's not, if he doesn't get hurt, they have a very good chance to win yeah. the World Series. I mean, oh, DeGrom being great. healthy has been the key to the Mets' success for, what, six, seven years now, something? Yep. So, yeah. Yeah, true. And I also think that, that the uh, the uh, Phillies did pretty well. They they, they shot up their pitching. Uh, no oh, Syndergaard. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and again, it's like and if, also David if Robertson. he stays healthy. Yeah, yeah David Robertson. Right. He's, yeah. David Robertson feels like he's only been on, like, four teams, but he's been on all of those teams 30 times each. Yeah. So, it's yeah. like... <laughs> It's like the Yankees oh, yeah. and the Phillies and the uh, Chicago teams, and just like right. over and over and over again. Yeah, and they picked up Brandon Marsh too. Is a you know, good player. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And again, there's those are uh, those two in particular. Yeah, the Mets and the Phillies have been real hot recently too. So they're right. like, right. That's that's. I, I, yeah, the only losers think... I really saw were Washington and Baltimore. That to me, those are the teams that really had a bad bad. Because uh, Washington yeah. gave up, you know. I mean, to, to me, the best young player in baseball in Baltimore told their fans, you know, we're not making the playoffs. Yeah, screw you. Well, yeah. Obviously, there's something in the water in the Chesapeake Bay. That's right. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Let's All right. Uh, let's move on over to, to football now. Uh, training camps have started. Uh, we even got a couple of preseason games. We are recording this on uh, Friday, August 12th. So it's right. before, before most of the start of preseason. But yep. we got a couple of games last night. We got... Uh, uh, Giants, Patriots, and Ravens, Titans. Uh, in addition to the Hall of Fame game, which was last week, yeah, right. with uh, Raiders, Jags. What did you guys see in those games? 
Well, I didn't watch a second of the Hall of Fame game. I, just, <laughs> yeah, I never do. Well, that's but, a, I was actually yeah. going to ask how much of these have, uh, have we watched so far. I, I watched a half of the Giants game last night. You know, I'm a Giants fan, so yeah, yeah. I, I watched a half. I wanted to say, I thought Daniel Jones looked okay. Um, uh, who's the uh, Gall- G- Galladay, the yeah, receiver? Galladay. Yeah, yeah. Galladay. He, he, he's just too slow. I just realized last night what? he cannot se- he cannot separate himself yeah. from anybody. He has trouble with when it. he goes off. A, it's it's really it's tough to watch him play, and they gave him a lot of money. He's but, a very uh, good receiver, and I'm, I would not judge him based on what you see in a preseason. Well, I saw a whole season of him last year. The guys caught no touchdown passes last year. Ugh, and, I don't know. And, I think he's going to have a big year. Oh, uh, we'll I, I hope. I, I hope, hope you're so. right. I, I hope you're right. Yeah, I. I've been pro Galladay a lot of this time. Also, uh, it has certainly soured. Right, his last year again. Yeah. There's also there's also reasons. I mean, Joe Judge is certainly a, his the whole offense last right. year was atrocious. That's certainly a reason for it. He yeah, had some right. injuries last year. That could be a reason for it. But right. I, I, there's certainly some reason to be worried. There's a reason the Giants still took a receiver in the second round of the draft this year. Yeah, so, true. You know, I, there there are some worries about that. Yeah. Well, uh, I I'll tell you I've, what. Yeah. No, what, what were you say, Rock? Go I was going to no, I was going to say uh, the, you know the, the the I didn't watch any of the Giants Patriots. I didn't watch the Ravens game either. I did watch 3 quarters of the Hall of Fame game. Um and I am going to watch the Packer game tonight. Uh they're playing the 49ers. So that should just, you know, be kind of a fun game to watch, you know, Jordan Love a little bit and yeah. um you know, check out some of the guys who might be able to make the team. Um, if Rogers going to be on uh, psychedelic drugs while he plays? I mean, he's going to be on the bench, so he can be on as many drugs as he wants. What? I, look, did you hear that story this week? Probably, yeah, I, guess, I did. I guess, but look, it's the Niners. The, That's probably uh, uh, good to have Rodgers on the bench. He can't beat them. Doesn't oh. it make you feel bad, though, that my quarterback on drugs could run circles around your quarterback? Yeah, except this this guy, he's a lunatic. Yeah, guy. I agree. He's a great quarterback. I mean, he though. is. I know he's great. Yeah. He's the best right. I've ever seen. Yeah. yeah. But he's he is a lunatic. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's a crazy person. Show. I mean, he's a, such a typical. Northern California guy. Yeah. It's, a, it's amazing. Well, you know, I, he, he goes out to a park and takes uh, some some drug that, you know, makes you – what was he doing? He said he was, his dead family was hugging him. And, uh, it was yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, uh, he's a, I mean, I will say, it does seem like every single great quarterback that I've ever seen is, like, a little weird in some way. Like, none of them are just, like, regular guys that are I just, like, happen that. to be great. At, but I don't believe that. Maybe Peyton Manning is the, uh, yeah. the, the only – Oh, other Joe Montana was normal yeah. but that I've uh, that I've seen in, in oh. that I've seen I'm saying Dan right, Marino's fair, normal fair. I mean these guys now I think they they're, they're, uh, they all have a little bit Rogers. of well, well you are right it's like Tom Brady but, like obviously is Tom Brady and <laughs> yeah, yeah right of, he's yeah. like yeah like they're all like a little bit weird with, yeah. with some stuff you know like yeah again like Bre- yeah. I'm not saying like they're bad or mean I'm just like right like a little bit weird you know like, right uh, Drew Brees has got a little bit of weird stuff too he's just like yeah, it's not you know they're, they're you gotta all be perfectly you gotta good be a guys. Bit, you gotta be a little bit off to be that dedicated. Well, I guess. right, and you also need to have like just like an absurd level of confidence that yeah. like it, it just is not a it's not normal to have that kind of confidence. Yeah. And, right, like, you know exactly, and that's the thing with a guy like Aaron Rodgers. It's like you know what I would start believing all kinds of like spiritual BS about myself too because uh, you know he's basically never failed in his life. He's the best right. quarterback of all time. Really, everything he all, does, all the times he's failed in the playoffs. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure he, he's cried all the way to the bank. <laughs> I don't care if cry all the way to the bank. He'll just have one Super Bowl. He's, he should have had more than one Super yeah. Bowl. Well, this this is what teams. This is what fans of teams that don't make the playoffs say. Fans of teams that make the playoffs every <laughs> hey, year. Hey, my, my last quarterback won two. Eli. So I guess Eli's better. Yeah, I guess so. 
And that's why, you know, that's why we, we talk about players. Oh, they won this many championships. I yeah. mean, I, I never rate it by that. I'm being facetious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I actually anyway, hate that as an argument, frankly. The, the, uh, from what I've, I've, been, you know, I've been reading a lot about the, the camps and stuff with football, yeah. it seems like seems like everybody's really taking it very slow with their stars and trying to get nobody hurt. Yeah. Of course, Mekhi, Mekhi Beckton's out for the year. But that's, yeah, you know, that poor guy, man. That poor guy. Oh, yeah. But what's the who's the the linebacker on on the Bears that they say is is Ro- be traded Roquan in? Smith? Oh yeah, he's supposed to be phenomenal. Yeah. someone can get him. That's I mean, yeah. I I, I do him. think he's a touch overrated, but he is still really good. I mean, yeah. It's, uh, uh, and just uh, the other day they were asking uh, Matt Eberflus, the coach of the Bears, about it, and he was literally like, e- "We expect everybody who's healthy to be playing, so like you'll have to ask him." Like, what? All right, that's uh, oh, yeah. uh, Well, I, it, I, I do think honestly, he's gonna get traded yeah. here. Good for them if they if they hold him out because I mean the I mean look not that the Bears have a ton to play for this year and you know I, no one hates the Bears more than me but uh, but I do think you know if a player is like demanding to be traded if you can't get fair value back for him or you don't want to trade him let him hold out you know That's yeah it, you're you know why well, not especially and especially for like a new regime like they have there like you yeah. you almost you want to set the tone too yep. of like yeah like listen you are one of our best players but we don't think we can get fair value for you right now so we're not gonna just give in to your demands like yeah. so the next guy who comes through right they, yeah. maybe they think twice about it plus you would think at this point players would realize that holding out for a year is like throwing your career away because so many guys who've done it have come back not nearly as good no well that was uh levion bell has yeah Le'Veon a lot of he's, he's expressed a lot of regret about doing that too yeah that, uh, that season and again yeah. he got he got a pretty decent contract afterwards, he did, but, he never but not as much. No, right, he, he, never up, right, he didn't make up for, for what he lost, and yeah. he lost a step anyway just from yeah. missing, right. missing a season. I mean, if, right. you're, if you're a professional football player, if you have five good years, you're incredibly lucky. So to right. give up one of those years to try and get more money, I mean, the teams know that you don't have much of a bargaining position. Right. Uh, you know, you're, you're really you're just throwing a lot away in doing that. It's a huge risk. Yeah. I'll tell you who impressed me, and again, I watched like two series of the Hall of Fame game, but Trayvon Walker looked like he probably deserved to be the oh, number yeah. one pick in the draft this year. He looked awesome. Really? Yeah, yeah. 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 He, yeah, he was all over the place. He was game, in the yeah. backfield. Yeah. And just like, you know, not even the, you know, obviously these early preseason games are not doing a ton of blitzing, a ton of stunts and all that sure, kind of right. stuff. And like, he was just, just beating guys off the edge, like no problem. Yeah, I, I almost treat preseason like uh, you know it's it's just something to have on TV to kind of gear you up for for football. Like the games don't matter. Obviously, whatever you see of the players is going to be just a piece of what you're getting. Right, uh, you're right. not going to see any of the stars or anything like that. But it's just nice aesthetically to have football on again. I mean, there's literally a Falcons Lions game on right now. Like if I walked into a <laughs> bar, there would be a football game on live. That's right. just yeah. cool, you know. Right, it's like you don't have to. Well, that was you know I went to. Uh, uh, one of my buddies' places yesterday to yeah. to watch the Giants Patriots, and you know we were flipping back with uh, Ravens Titans also just to see Malik Willis play actually. Yeah. Um, and we were just like, I I think I paid attention probably for the first two like Giants drives because all the starters were in, and then after yeah. that we were, we were just like kind of talking the rest yeah, of the time, right. and it was just and like it's fun, like you, know, you just you don't care, you're not hanging on every play or anything. Like yeah. I prob- I think I missed a touchdown because I was just like. We were just talking about whatever. We were talking about football, but even yeah. still, it's just, you know. How did Willis look, Mike? Real good. Yeah. Re- like, teams might be real upset that they passed on him. Really? Yeah. For, okay. for two rounds. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, if the Titans, I mean, they're a good team anyway. If he could really, you know, kind of step up to uh, uh, his potential earlier than expected, right. they, they could be a problem this year. 
Yeah, I think they lost too many guys, to be honest. I, I do, too. I don't think that they are a real threat, especially in the AFC. Like, if right. they were in the NFC, maybe they'd have they'd have a shot. Right. But yeah. we'll, we'll, be, is... we'll do our predictions in a couple of weeks. But, um, oh, yeah. I, I don't, you know, it, it's. I agree with you, Rock. When preseason starts, the one bad thing is, you know, summer's kind of coming to an end. Yeah. But there's nothing like Sunday watching football. I'm oh, yeah. sorry. No, it's the best. You know, you, it's, it's – I watch – Every week, it's I watch whatever time the Giants are playing. Of course, I'm watching that the whole game. Yep. But when they're not on, it's red zone the yep. whole day. Yeah. The greatest invention in the history of war, war, mankind. Yep. Red, red zone. Yeah, it's great. And, and it's just a great. I mean, NFL, look, obviously the NFL has been so great at marketing itself, especially over the past 20 years or so. But red zone is like the perfect football invention. It's yes. like, because, yes. because it's, you know, you care kind of about what's going on in the other game, especially if you're in fantasy, you know, the games that don't really matter, you care what's going on. So just to be able to see constant action, it's right. like, cause, cause the one thing people complain about people who are not football fans is that there's a lot of stoppage time in football, you know, between plays. Right. Red zone gets rid of that. It's the perfect football. Right. I know. Literally, yeah. I know. Well, and that was, well, so two things with that. First of all, red zone, Red Zone really came into uh, existence at the correct time. You're right, Rocky, because yeah. of the rise of fantasy at that point yep, and because right. of legalized gambling now. I mean, those right. things are just like people People are just watching Red Zone just to see their bets and see their fantasy teams and That's all that true. kind of stuff. Yep. I mean, that true. really is uh, uh, unbelievable. Right. Because it, it was perfect, there's a second, perfect timing. There's a second Red Zone network that you, you can watch just for what's happening with the bets. Right, with fantasy stuff. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's incredible. Green Zone. But here's my question. <laughs> Which I can I can never nobody can ever answer this. Red Zone started right. Uh, the NFL has the package on uh, what, what's the uh, satellite? The, it uh, was Direct TV, yeah, but they're they're, they're 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 losing. What's on that? now? Uh, Whatever it is, I think I don't think there's. I think it's this is the last year. I'm pretty sure. But anyway, you pay, you pay a lot of money for that. Yeah. And Red Zone's included on a lot of cable networks, and there's no advertising on it. Yeah. Like, why would they do that? It's it's not it's not generating any money. Well, the Red you know, Zone Network. I think it's probably to draw in fans who wouldn't ordinarily be watching games other than their own teams. Like, like you're already going to be watching a Giants game, right? I think right. Red Zone is for more casual fans and fans like you who, after the Giants game is over, you don't necessarily want to sit down and watch, you know, Saints Falcons, but maybe you'll watch, you know, when they're about to score. Well, or that's something. well, not only so that, it's well, just, it's especially, especially around here, it's usually it's just Jets general in interest, <laughs> right? But it's just general interest. You know what I mean? It drums yeah. up general yeah. interest in the NFL. It's so. The NFL is all about making money, and they're not making money off that. Well, and all the sure sure giant no, I'm sure, and not you. only, and not, just because it's it's included uh, they make some money. package. Well, because one, it's never included on like a basic package. It's also it's always like part of like the sports package right. that's going right. to like they're be, definitely right. Well, but that costs more. That. Wait, but that costs more so money. The, they pay the the networks or the, uh, the the cables all all pay for that. And like I have YouTube TV, and I just like I pay extra for yeah. for a red zone just because it's like worth it for me to have yeah. it yeah I don't, it's, it's it's all part of the package yeah i don't know I, I i know that like even like watching the giant game when they break for commercial yeah i flip right over to red zone for yeah. three minutes yeah watch what's going on then and then flip back so you never watch commercials and that's got to be a problem for them I guarantee it's not a problem. For I mean, them. yeah, they're making. Like, I mean, oh, they're you guarantee much, it? Oh, yeah, over years they're making. Yeah, they're too much profits, of a well-known. So. You really think that there's nobody at the NFL who's scratching their head, going, "Hey, why do we have this big money losing venture?" NFL <laughs> like, you think that no one's ever considered the question that you're asking? I don't know yeah, the but, answer, but I guarantee there is an answer. But don't you think the networks are saying, "Hey, we're losing viewers during the commercials. That's the reason we're paying you guys five billion dollars a year." Well, who cares? What, what, no, what I don't, leverage the, the do the networks the, have over the NFL? They're not only that, the networks. 
The networks don't care. The, the, the NFL's a loss care. leader. That's, that's a loss leader for the, yeah. the networks. They understand no. they're going to lose money on Let those. me tell you something. Budweiser wants you watching their commercials. They, if Budweiser... And they're, pay, they're paying enough for... Enough people are watching them that it doesn't seem yeah. to be a problem. They keep I don't pay, know. They, these, I don't they, know. The networks keep paying more and more money well, for How do you guys watch football? You watch the commercials or you flip over? What do you guys do? Well, I, I usually I, watch it uh, through means that are not necessarily legitimate. Uh, so when I, <laughs> when, I, when I do that, you better watch I, out. The FBI's on their way. Yeah, well, you know, I'm sure that they they listen to this podcast all the time. Um, I, well, I look honestly, Packer games are on Fox probably ten out of seventeen weeks, so I do watch it there. But if it's not, I'll you know I'll find a streaming site. And uh, sometimes it'll have commercials, sometimes it won't. But when it has commercials, I will watch them, but yeah. only because I don't have Red Zone as an option. So I'll just let okay. it. I'll just let it go and watch right. the commercials. Right. All right. Yeah, Mike. About you. I'm kind of. I'm kind of like. Sometimes I'll forget to switch to Red Zone. I'll just yeah. be like invested in the game, and I'll be like, or I'll be like texting or on my phone. Like it's. it's yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. Right. Yeah. Okay. Because flipping right. around between commercials too is a very active thing to have to do. So if you're just sitting there watching a football game, sometimes you're like, "Yeah, I'll just watch two minutes of commercials, whatever." My whole career was was based on advertising in, in magazines. Right. Well, yeah, and, that's true. Yeah. And and I don't even watch commercials now. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> well, and the I will say, you know, the uh, with all the sports, they you know they're doing like uh, a little bit of like the picture in picture and just like have like the 10 second commercial while they're yeah. in the huddle yeah. or something like. That, well, that that's, the, that's the way that it's going to go, I think. I agree, those, and that doesn't, and that doesn't really commercials. bother me bother me that much because they yeah. do a good job of not really missing any of the action when they do those sorts of. It things. doesn't you bother me in golf. The, the... It doesn't bother me in golf. It bothers me in football because I don't want to. I don't want to a partial scream when I'm watching. Well, the game. but but I'm yeah. saying they only do it for like ten or fifteen seconds. Like in golf, they'll do like a full two and a half minute commercial. Yeah, true, with true, it. true. And that right. it doesn't really matter that much in golf, right? Especially because like each shot is not as important as like an individual play yeah. in football because that's you can true. always score a touchdown. Yeah. See, I don't oh, mind. I don't mind a commercial break. You know, after a team scores or something, it's kind of a natural break in the action. You want to catch your breath for a second. Um, what I think that they shouldn't do, though, are the TV timeouts. I hate those because that that just unnecessarily elongates the game. That's well, a situation where you well, just you know put an ad in the corner or something. Well, the those worst are, are well, the you, worst are yeah. they score a touchdown, they go to commercial, they have the kickoff, and then they go to another commercial. That's after the right. Well, that's, that's, that's the worst. TV timeout. That, yeah, those yeah. those are the most annoying. That's, yeah, they yeah, do yeah, that less. Those. They do that less than they used to do it though. It used to be even worse than this about ten years yeah. ago. It was really yeah. bad. Oh, maybe they don't want people switching over to red zone. Maybe, maybe. Well, we'll we'll touch more on this stuff in a, a, a com, upcoming weeks. Yeah, we really we really got off topic there. But anyway, all right, that's <laughs> I okay. thought it was a good discussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so let's uh, let's keep going. Then, Dad, you have uh, another quiz for us this week. I do. We did a quiz a couple weeks ago. You guys seem to like it. Uh, well, one, one of us likes yeah. it more than the other, but anyway, well, <laughs> I mean, we well, seem I, to anyway. <laughs> a couple weeks ago, we did a quiz on uh, uh, football history, which uh, Michael, I hate to say, he kicked Rocky's ass, but. Rocky's going to come back from this week. I got a feeling because this week we're going to move off sports, and I got a classic rock quiz. Classic oh, classic Rocky's going to destroy oh. me in this. Well, it's not. That's not true. That's not maybe true. not. I'm not putting questions about Hoobastank in here. I mean, it's, Hoobastank. It's, it's, would you, is that yeah, where you think? Is that where you think Rocky's? Was that one of your knowledge sources? No, Hoobastank wasn't one of your bands? No, I mean, I'm, not, I'm not disgusted by the suggestion, but no, I, I don't listen to Hoobastank. <laughs> I, me, me, right. me, I, me and uh, uh, one of my friends back in the day, we were uh, in high school basketball, we were talking about what would be the funniest song to run out to like as a team, and we decided the reason by Hoobastank would be the funniest song <laughs> yeah. to enter a basketball game to. Yeah, that's right. you want. 
All right. Well, here's the quiz, all right? So we'll go through the same way. I have uh, eight questions this time. Okay. Uh, eight apiece, and we got an A and a B question. What I try to do is I try to – each one, I try to level off the questions so it's same difficulty. Okay. All right? So we'll switch off. So, again, Rock, you pick first last time. Mike, you get to pick first this time. Ooh, a or okay. B, number one. And I'll keep score over here. All right. Uh, I, have a, I have a tiebreaker. Okay. Okay. Uh, I feel like B was better last time, so I'm going to stick with that. Let's go B. Uh, all right. All right. One B. All right. <laughs> What's the name of Elvis Costello's band? Uh, ooh. I feel like I would get this with multiple choice, but I don't think yeah, I'm ever going to think of this. Um, the Cardigans. Elvis Costello and the... Cardigans. All right, that's incorrect. Rocky oh, really? <laughs> yeah, no, I, you know, I'm the same as Mike. I definitely know it, but I, I couldn't pick it out. I don't really listen to Elvis right. Costello. Who is it? The Attractions. The attraction. Okay. Are, yeah. It's, again, yeah. it's like that's something I would have, have like I think I would have gotten right. it with a yeah, multiple yeah, okay. choice, but I would have never. Yeah. I right, rock right, your question. Yeah. Your question is, what's the name of Bob Seger's band? The Silver Bullets. I'll give it to you. It's a Silver Bullet band. The Silver Bullet. All right. Band. Yeah. 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 All right, okay. So right, okay, okay. Okay. So you got a point. All that right, was, okay. That's good. Good. All right. So Brock, you pick first this time. A or B? All right. I'll stick with A. All right. Who's the original singer of ACDC? Oh, uh, the original singer now. Original singer. The guy meaning, that he died. Bef- he, no, no, he no. Died, he died in 1979. Oh, so, so you want Bon Scott, but really the original singer was Dave Evans. <laughs> <Are you? laughs> All right. <laughs> I, I'm All right. wrong. I three right. points for this one. Okay, that's – right. Bon Scott is correct. Yes. And the, the, uh, the, 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 all right, just a little <laughs> bonus. I'm not yeah. going to give you a bonus, but – the the new the the singer that replaced him is Brian Johnson. Right. What, what was the first song? The first hit song that they had with Brian Johnson. The first, well, it would be the first one off Back in Black. I don't know uh, what song it actually was. Is it You Shook Me All Night Long? It is You Shook Me All Night all right, Long. Okay. Nice, all nicely right. done. Hi, right, Mike. Should we close this up right now? <laughs> yeah, we could <laughs> at this point. Really. All right. Here's he's your te- question. Rocky's teaching you stuff, and you looked this up with the internet. So <laughs> I know. Well, I knew some of the answers, but I didn't know them all. Certainly. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty good with rock history. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, you, you, should, like yeah, you would be good at this one, actually. I All should right. have been giving this to you. All right, All right Mike. Who is the bass player for Led Zeppelin? Uh, uh, John Paul Jones. Yeah. John Paul Jones. Very good. Very All right. Good. You're not going to get shut yeah. out. If it's a Zeppelin one, that's like that's right in my wheelhouse. That's what I'm saying. Get like, those. Who, who yeah. by the way, I think is a very underrated member of that band oh yeah the rest he of the members lot. of the band disagree with you so right. but he had a he wrote a lot of the songs in the a lot of the, he did very, yeah a lot of the writing in that group yeah, yeah. he's also a very good keyboardist has some good solo material yep too. Yeah, yeah right all right rock uh you get to, to pick this time a all or right. b uh so what is it two to one now two to one all right i'm gonna i'm gonna pick b this time b okay who played lead guitar on Derek and the Domino's Layla. Eric Clapton. That's your final answer? That's my final answer. That's incorrect. What? Who incorrect? Was really? Dwayne Allman. Oh, because Eric Clapton was really? what? Rhythm guitar on that song? D- Dwayne Allman. Okay. Uh, he, he invited Dwayne Allman along and he played lead on it. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, wow. Oh, I would have used Clapton yeah, on that totally one, correct. too. So totally correct. Totally correct. Okay. Yeah. Very, right, very good question. All right, that was a good question. Michael. That's a good one. Yeah. Mike, you ready? Yep. Hey. Name the last song the Beatles ever recorded. The last song they ever, ever recorded. recorded. Um, and it makes sense. I think I know the answer, but... 
Makes sense. Uh, it's got to be one of their late weird songs, I guess. Well, uh, it would be their latest song, actually. Well, I guess that. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fair point. Uh, I am the walrus. Uh, well, God, that's terrible. Right. Yes. Is it the long and winding road? No, it's the end. Oh, okay, that makes sense. I don't even, I've never little... heard of that song. Oh, you, you've heard? If you, I'm, to, I'm you, sure, I'm sure I would know it. If I, yeah, it's one of those. Right, and in the end, the fun, da, 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 da. You'll, you'll know it. Yeah, see, but Dad knows a, all the words and everything. Not, not by that. <laughs> the love you give is the love you gave, or something like that. Is, is this thing? The love okay. you give is the, yeah. Well, all right, well, we don't have rights, so all right. right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so that that Still makes two sense to one. the end. All right. First of all, I am a walrus. Was from Magical Mystery Tour. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, who who picks first? Mike, time? Mike, Mike goes. All right, number four. What do you got, Mike? Uh, hey. Okay, these are uh, 50-50 questions. All right. Okay. All right, I got a real shot here. <laughs> All right, was Paul McCartney paid over or under 500,000 pounds to perform at the London Olympics? Perform at the London Olympics. Mm, interesting. Um, I'll say, I'll say under. I bet he did it for free. The correct answer is under. He was paid a dollar fifty-seven. Pretty close. Oh, I was pretty close. Rain, yeah, dollar huh? <laughs> fifty-seven. I don't know why, but he's paid right. yeah, I'm sure. I'm maybe, sure one fifty-seven. Maybe legally they had to pay him something. Maybe you might yeah. be right. All right, Rock, we're tied here. Tied all right, two, two, two. two. All right, you, got, you got less. Right, look yeah, here. All right, all right. Fifty-fifty. <laughs> Did Elvis Presley write any of his own songs? Did he write any of his own songs? Right. Uh, Did you see this new Baz Luhrmann movie? I haven't yet. They, they, I they have a writing good. credit on any of them. Yes. The answer is no. But he re- <sighs> Not a but single he one, over, huh? He recorded over 600 songs. Uh, he didn't, he didn't, I have like, hey, yo, I have an idea about this one. He never, <laughs> Man, he was, <laughs> that's crazy. Nothing, that is nothing. crazy. Is that crazy? I, I would have, right. yeah, I, right, I would have right, guessed, like, I would have guessed the answer was going to be yes, and it was going to be one, and it was going to be yeah, some right, song that, we never that's heard what of. I thought. Yeah. 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 Surprisingly right. okay. enough, we're all tied up. Yes, we are. It's not it, I think anyone listening can tell we have an equal amount of rock, rock and roll knowledge. <laughs> so that's, uh, all, all right, Rock, you pick first, pal. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to go back to A. Okay. Whose album was All Things Must Pass? All Things Must Pass? Yep. Um, All Things Must Pass. It's uh, like a studio album? Yep. I'm going to say All Things Must Pass. It sounds familiar. I don't think I have it. All Things Must Pass. Is it Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers? Nope. What is it? it? George Harrison. Oh, George Harrison. Yeah, okay. All right. Okay, okay. All right, All right Mike, you can go ahead with this one. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. This, Here we go. Is, right. This is, you're, you're the Florida Marlins, Mike. Huh. Right. <laughs> Mike, who is the original Beatles drummer? Oh, Pete Best, right? You take the lead. Yeah. Let's go. I got, I'm getting lucky with some of these. Nice. All right. Well, as I'm saying, you get. All right. I thought that was pretty easy. Both those. Anyway. Yeah. Okay, Mike, you pick first. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have gotten the other one either. You. You know Beatles better than. Yeah. Rocky yeah. and I do. Yeah. Um. All right. I'll, it doesn't uh, matter. Rocky's going to know both these, but go I'm ahead. Just, all right, well, <laughs> great. All right. Uh, B. B. All right. What rock band at one time or another included legendary guitarist Jeff Beck, Jimmy Page, and Eric Clapton? Oof. Um, imagine, can you imagine that? That bit. Yeah, yeah, seriously. I mean, they were pretty good. Uh, 
the they yard weren't birds? all in the band at the same time. Oh, my, what, what, the what, the my, yard birds? That's correct. Oh, oh. oh right, man! Right. I, I, I really thought I remembered and, something like and that. And just to let everybody know, I know I'm, I'm watching Rocky and Mike on on the, uh, uh, the Google whatever meeting here. Media. Yeah. So they're not cheating. All right, <laughs> all right, Rock, your question. All right. On the Abbey Road cover, which Beatle crossed the street barefoot? Uh, uh, Paul McCartney. Correct. Yeah, okay. All right. That, I, knew, I knew that one. Too. Yeah, okay. All, All right. right. So it's 4 3. Okay. Right. So I'm, I, I'm, I'm real first. lucky on this one. This one. Is, All right. So wait, this is question well, eight. This is question seven. Oh, seven. Okay. Uh, I All will right. take uh, B. Okay. All right, Rock. Yeah. Name five members of the 27 Club. Okay. Uh, Janice. 20, Ch- 27 yeah. Club is people that right. rock, rock stars that died at age 27. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jan- Janice Joplin. Okay. Amy Winehouse. Okay. All right. Now, these other ones, I, I don't know exactly how old they were. Kurt Cobain. That's three. All right. Okay. Uh, Jimi Hendrix. That's four. Jeez. Uh, another member of the 27 Ooh, I think I know. I think I know. No. Sorry. Go. Um, I said Janis Joplin first, right? Let me just... Yeah. If Rocky doesn't say it, let me just guess the one that I'm uh, thinking later. There's, Sorry. there's three left. Three left. Uh, okay, all right. I'm so Rocky a... still gets like three more guesses then. I'm yes, gonna need a three second. more guesses. Oh, I get three more guesses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah oh, yeah. okay, okay. All there's right. seven of them. Okay. Um, what was the name of the... Uh, uh, oh, no, nah, I'll, I'll never think of it, so I'll pass on that. Uh, ooh, oh, another... One, I, is, one is very obvious that I can't believe you're not getting. One is very obvious. Very obvious. Oof. Very um, obvious. Yeah, my mind is just kind of going blank here. So somebody who died when they were 27, Rockstar who died when they were 27. I'm sure it's not somebody recent. Um, oh, most, yeah, well, yeah, what were you saying? I say most of these guys are, you know, early on. Oh, so they're People. guys. Okay, good to People, know. People, yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, so, so my first guess is Bon Scott. That's not true. Yeah, that, yeah that's uh, okay. All right. Um, one wrong. And I, I know I'm almost positive John Bonham was older than 27, so I'm not going to guess him. Um, let's see. You're saying one is incredibly – I'm, like, going through, like – One is very, very obscure. One that was very, very obscure. obscure. Okay. He's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But Rock, you'll probably know this one before you would, you uh, the obvious one. <laughs> I wouldn't know him. I mean, I wouldn't know him. Jeff Buckley? Nope. <sighs> One more. I, I'm shocked that you're not going to get this. Well, how old? He's, he's got to get it. Now hold on. Now. <laughs> hold on now. It's and you know and uh, millions of fans across the country right now are listening to this in their cars right now and they're screaming probably screaming at you. the name yeah, of the they're yelling. Yeah. They're yelling. Uh, uh. Right, well, these, these are tough. These ones where you have to get like yeah five of the whatever. Yes. Like that's yes. always it's difficult. Yeah, because I'm yes. thinking like the don't, guy, don't worry, yours is coming, Mike. The guys, oh. Joy. <laughs> The guys who died on the day the music died, I'm pretty sure that they were all younger than 27. Um, well, uh, you're, you're right. It was, except uh, the Big Bopper was older. Oh, he was DJ. older. Okay, okay. But, okay. yeah, I feel like it definitely wasn't one but of Richie them. Richie Valens and Buddy Holly were younger. Yep, Buddy right. Holly was like 23 or something, right? Yeah. And he was like Richie Valens was 18. 18? Was he really? Oh, my 18. God. I didn't realize he was yeah. that young. Yep. Oh, wow. Yep. All right, okay. I guess you're going to need an answer here soon, huh? Uh, yeah. <laughs> P- people are falling asleep all over America. I know, seriously. Yeah, we're going to have to edit this part down. Um, okay. Uh, um, Lane Staley. Uh, I, I am shocked you Who didn't is get it? this. Who is it? Let me, right, wait, 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 wait. Let me, wait, wait, wait. All right, go ahead, Mike. Mike. Mama Cass? Was she what? No. No. Okay. No, she's ah. older. 
Okay. Uh, the the one that I thought you'd absolutely get was Jim Morrison from The Doors. Jim Morrison oh! was 27? 27, yep. Oh, I, would, I didn't I know that. he was older too, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brian Jones from the Rolling Stones. Oh, who, okay. Who actually, which I didn't know until I researched this, was actually the guy that started the Rolling Stones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, know. he was the guy that started. It wasn't Mick Jagger and Keith Richards. Yep. And the other guy is Robert Johnson, who was... Oh, the actually, guitar player, who yes. learned how to play yeah. guitar oh, so from know. the devil. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. Oh, very good. Yes, yes. All right. Okay, all right. So, Michael, you have to leave 4-3. Uh, it will remain 4-3, because he's not getting this one. I can't right, well, let's imagine. Let's I will have right. chance at this. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Name four out of the five traveling Wilburys. Oh, this one I could have gotten. Joe Wilberry. <laughs> oh, you don't know who's in this group? No, I really don't. All right, I'll tell you about Give up, tell me. Pass. Well, we can cut rock. It's a rocky go. So let me just say, it's, it's yeah. a super group that of made up of guys who are not named Wilberry. Yeah. But they, that's the name they come up with. Well, that's rock. a stupid name then. All right, so it's Tom Petty. Correct. Roy Orbison. Correct. George Harrison. Correct. Uh, Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan replaced Roy Orbison when Roy Orbison died. Oh, Correct. right, right, right. So uh, you got four of them already. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other one's a little little obscure, but, he, but he's a tremendous musician. Who is he? Jeff Lynn from Electric oh, Light Oh, Jeff, Orchestra. of course! I love yeah. Electric Light Orchestra. Yes, yeah, of course. Yeah, me too. Yeah. They were great. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, so, so we're still at 4-3. All right, who's All right. got the last pick here? I think it's Mike. Yeah, it's Mike. So he can clinch it with this one. All right, Mike. Can. A or B? Choose wisely. Uh, Yeah. Uh, let's say B. All right. What band sold over 100 million rec- records in the English language, including, including many huge hits in the U.S., but didn't speak English? Ooh. All right. Hold on. I feel like I might be able to get this one. <laughs> Give me a second. <laughs> this could be the clincher. <sighs> hmm. Hundreds of millions, you're saying, huh? A hundred over a hundred million over records. A hundred million records. Um, Worldwide. I, I Ramstein. Rock, you know? ABBA? No. No. Ah, good guess. The Scorpions. Wait, what do you mean? Scorpions? Oh, the Scorpions. English? What do you mean? Scor- a German band. They did everything by uh whatchamacallit? All the words were. That's yeah, not true. Really? That's not that, true. That is absolutely true. No, the lead singer up. speaks I, English. I, he does interviews all does. the time. Now he does. Not from the 80s. Oh, fine, He's, fine, fine. fine. Okay, okay. Oh, right. wow. I didn't realize That's, that. That is pretty impressive. That's very interesting. Ab, right. Good guess, Rocky. That was a very good guess, though. I yeah. thought for sure it'd be Ab. Yeah, I thought you Yeah, I thought you nailed it. And I love Scorpions, too. All right, go ahead. I love the Scorpions also. All right. Rock, this is to tie it up for the and to go into overtime. All right. Who are the two founding members of Nirvana? The two founding members? Yep. Well, I mean, I I know the three members. I don't know who the... Fa- I guess Dave Grohl. <laughs> no. Dave Grohl wouldn't have been a founding member. So I'm going to say it's uh, Kurt Cobain and Chris Novoselic. Final answer? Yes, final answer. You tied it up, baby. Wow, nice. Nicely done, Rock. All right, it's 4-4. Four, four. I, ne- I never I, heard the other guy's name before in my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, nobody has. I yes. said myself, Rocky. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, tiebreaker. All right. You got it. The closest get one to the guest wins. Overrun okay. it. Okay, matter, all right. Okay. okay. How many consecutive weeks did Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd, spend on the Billboard Top 200? 
Top 200. Okay. Who's Who goes first here? It doesn't really matter. You just got to guess. Yeah. Um, In fact, do me a favor. Write write your numbers down because I don't want anybody saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good idea. Good idea. Hold it up because I don't want anybody saying, you know, one guy guesses, the other guy guesses one over or one under. Right, right, right. Back here. I would a thousand percent do that if Rocky had said it. So how many? Yeah. How many? How many weeks did Dark Side of the Moon spend in Billboard's top two hundred? Top two hundred consecutive weeks. It is the most amazing thing to me. Giving them giving away the game here a little bit. Well, you you still got to guess the number. Yeah, I know. Are you ready? Yeah. I hold up your numbers. I'll tell to the audience. Ready? Yeah. One, two, three. Hold them up. All right, Rocky says five hundred and twelve, and Michael, you're out of. The t- I can't see your number. Move it close. Move, all right, four hundred and seventy-three. The answer, astonishingly enough, seven hundred and thirty-two consecutive weeks. Seven thirty wins. Wow. From nineteen seventy-three oh. to nineteen eighty-eight. Wow. So just, I was like, I, I, I was like, is that incredible? No that Ten is years. That's incredible. incredible. I went under five hundred. All right. Right, Mike. Great battle. That was great yeah, yes, yeah. Was, uh, I, got, I got I got lucky with a lot right. of that. In, but still, in a few still. weeks, when I'll do another quiz. You guys are tied one one. We'll do a tiebreaker. Two All right. Weeks. Okay. Okay. Yeah, All that right. was a good. That was, that was a good quiz, one, Pop. Dad. Thanks. All yeah, right. yeah, those are good. All right, let's move on to our last thing now, Mike. All right. All right so uh, every week we do a list. This week we are going to stay in sports to do our list. Actually, revert back to sports since we were just doing <laughs> some, uh, some classic rock. Uh, so this week our list, we decided to do our top ten first basemen of all time. So, uh, who wants to go first on this one? Dad, you want to start? Sure, I'll go since I'm, I'm the oldest guy here. All right. Yeah. Um, I actually, again, I thought this would be easier than it was because it was, it was kind of easy to get the top five or six. Yeah. It wasn't that easy to put them in the position. That I, I, really I, I, I agree. There, there are, like, obvious tiers here for me right, of, like, right. yeah, the guys that I put in each. Between, yeah. like, the ninth guy and the 15th guy. Yeah. It was real hard to break it down. Yeah, I agree. I kind of agree with that. Actually, All right, so let me let me get, here's my honorable mentions really quick, um, and most of them are Hall of Famers, uh, and some, some of them should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, Jim Tomey, Johnny Mize, Jeff Bagwell, Willie Stargell, Todd, Todd Helton, Joey Voigt, Freddie Freeman, Prince Fielder, Tony Perez, Keith Hernandez, Don Mattingly, Cap Anson, Frank Chance, uh, Gil Hodges, and George Sisler. And okay. you guys know Frank Frank Chances, right? No, who is that? Not really. Yeah. I, 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 would, I would also, sorry, Joey Votto, you meant. You said Joey Voigt, for anyone confused. Oh, I said Joey Votto. Oh, oh, I thought he was just some guy from the 30s I'd never heard of. <laughs> oh, no, right. Frank Chance was the famous Tinkers to Evers to Chance. Oh, yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, that that okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, my number 10, we'll go through this uh, kind of quickly. Yeah, yeah. My, my yeah, number 10. 10 is Willie McCovey, Stretch. Okay. He played 19 years, uh, never won an MVP, which I was very surprised about yeah. it. Played in six All-Star games, hit 521 home runs. 1,500 RBIs, OPS of 889. Uh, Sorry, can, unbelievable play. Can I just interrupt for a second? He did win an MVP. He won the MVP in 1969. What? Yeah, he won the MVP in 1969. I'm yeah, looking at it right I was, now. I was saying baseball that before. Baseball reference. All right. I'm no, looking at baseball reference. It says it on baseball reference, yeah. All, All right, I'm so saying is you're I, wrong. I missed All that right, one. Go ahead. All right, so dad's wrong there. Big yeah. deal. All right, Same. number nine. Used to it. The baby bull, Orlando Cepeda. What a player yeah. that guy was. He was also, believe it or not, played for the Giants in the same era. But uh, he, he uh, I didn't know he ever played for the Giants. He played, he played for a lot of teams, but uh, he played for the Giants. Yeah. 17 years, almost a 300 batting average, 15 All-Star games, one MVP, 849 OPS. Uh, tremendous player. Number nine for me was uh, Harmon Killebrew. 
Twins. He played 22 years. He had 573 home runs, won an MVP, uh, OPS 884. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of these guys didn't have a tremendous amount of hits for first, ba- first baseman, except a couple. Yeah. But uh, that, that was interesting to me. Number seven to me, uh, one of the most underrated players ever was Eddie Murray of the Orioles. Yeah. Played 21 years. Uh, he won five gold gloves. That's what moved him ahead of those other guys to me in that tier, was that he was such a great fielder. Uh, 12 All-Star games, never won an MVP, uh, 500 home runs, 1,900 RBIs, just a, a 3,000 hits. One of, yeah. the, it, one of the few first it, basemen with over 3,000 hits. Sorry, Eddie Murray won three gold gloves. Sorry, keep going. They had five. That's they a did. great I, 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 I'm, right, I'm looking wrong. at that baseball reference. That's wrong cool. on that one, too. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so it, the, the name is holding up today. All right, number six was Hank Greenberg. Yeah. Um, 18 years, 313 batting average. Again, back then, batting average were a little better than they are now because those guys, you know, faced the same pitcher for nine innings and there was no black and Hispanic pitchers, so yeah. it was a little, a little easier. But um, he was uh, – his his OPS is amazing. It was, it was a thousand, his OPS. Uh, he also won two MVPs. Number five to me is Frank Thomas. Uh, tremendous player. I think he – believe it or not, and this may be wrong, but I thought it was, he only played in five All-Star games. Uh, which is amazing to me. He played 19 years. I thought he yeah. would definitely play more than yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, it was a good era, I will say. Yeah, five, you're right. I know. Yeah. I mean, and there, there surprisingly, you're right about Dad, it, too. Dad's always right. Yeah. Uh-huh. There we go. <laughs> he won two MVPs, uh, 974 OPS, over 500 home runs, and about 2,500 hits. Yep. Tremendous player. Uh, number, f- <coughs> number four for me, excuse me, and only played about half his career at first base, but he's so good I had to put him way up on this list. Miguel Cabrera. Mm. Um, again, 3,000 hits, 500 home runs, 11 All-Star games, two MVPs, uh, 9-11 OPS. Still playing. Uh, his numbers are dropping a little bit now because he's he's hanging on to make all that money every year. Mm. But uh, so I, would say, I would too. I so would I. That. So yeah. would I. <laughs> uh, number three to me is Jimmy Fox, double X. Okay. Uh, 21 years, 325 career batting average. Uh, 2,600 hits, 500 home runs, uh, three MVPs, and a 1,038 uh, uh, OPS. Number two for me, again, still playing, uh, Albert Pujols. Mm-hmm. Uh, greatest right-hand hitter I've ever seen. Uh, just he's, you know, in his, in his prime, the first 10 years of this guy's career was like, I think it, this guy's got to be on steroids. Yeah. But he wasn't. He was just a great player. Yeah, yeah. he was great. Yeah. Uh, Again, a 300 average. He's got over 3,000 hits, almost 700 home runs, um, over 2,000 RBIs, you know, 15 all-star games, three MVPs. Just everything about this guy is phenomenal. Yeah. No, number one for me is, and I'm not saying this because I'm a Yankee fan, but Lou Gehrig. His stats were incredible. 17 years, 340 career batting average, 2,700 hits, 493 home runs, almost 2,000 RBIs, and a 1080 uh, uh, OPS. Um and I just I wrote down his last full season before he only played eight games last year because of ALS. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. But his last season, he batted three hundred, scored one hundred and fifteen runs, thirty home runs, one hundred and fourteen RBIs, and a nine thirty two OPS. He yeah. wasn't slowing down much, so no. he was only he was only like thirty six. If he played three more years, easily would have gotten three thousand hits. Easily oh, yeah. would have hit five hundred home runs, and uh, you know just you know one of the one of the you know the the. Uh, cornerstones of, of american baseball yep yep all right that's my list boys it's a good list Who's i like next? it next that's a good list uh i'll, I'll go i can go all right I, 
All right. Uh, so my honorable mentions, I have, uh, you know, again, a lot of, a lot of crossover from you, Dad. Uh, George Sisler, Gil Hodges, Jim Tomey, Tony Perez, Fred McGriff I put on there. Again, yeah. I know Rocky, Rocky Lewis, Fred McGriff. Uh, okay. uh, he, shout out. He, honorable mention is exactly where he belongs. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't belong yeah. actually in the list at all. Um, Mark McGuire, just because it was fun for that home run chase. And yeah, uh, yeah, Rafael, yeah, yeah. Rafael Palmero, again, even yeah. with the steroids with all these guys, like they're good baseball players. Yeah, so, yeah. So I just wanted to good, not great. shout out here. Well, that's why they're honorable mentions. Yeah, well, that's right. That's why they didn't make the list. Uh, <laughs> so 10 for me is Eddie Murray. Dead. Just like you were saying before, I do think he's a, a very underrated player just from the things that I, I know about him. Uh, great at getting on base, especially early on in his career. It seemed like constantly had uh, OBPs in the, the high 300s, low 400s. You know, the Orioles were really good back then, and he was the one guy I didn't want to come up see coming up against the Yankees. He was that good. Yeah, right. That's the other thing. Right. It's like, yeah, he was... He was a good player on a really good team too. Yep. Like that, yep. that, that all kind of comes into play a little bit here. Uh, number nine for me is uh, Johnny Mize, who, I mean, especially again, when you just look at him early on in his career before, uh, before world, world war two, I mean, he was like leading the league in OPS constantly. I mean, he had uh, from his age 24 to age 27 season. He, his lowest OPS was 1021. I mean, like he was just a, uh, an absolute monster for that time. Uh, right, number right. eight. What, also played that? for the Yankees, by the way. That's right. He also played for the Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> number eight for me, uh, also Frank Thomas. Again, Dad, like you were saying, I was very surprised he only made five All-Star games. But even still, I mean, he definitely slowed down in the back half of his career a little bit. Um, yeah. If he had maintained that uh, that early career trajectory, you know, kind of once he hit age 30, uh, he would have been higher on this list. But, I mean, he's just and he's just such a good guy and yeah. like you root for him and it's like he's just, he was great maybe maybe if he took that stuff he, he pushes on tv he could have played better when he started <laughs> yeah the uh the <laughs> nugenics yeah, yeah, yeah. nugenics <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh number seven for me was uh harman killebrew uh just had a okay. very i mean just like the ultimate you know power hit led the league in home runs all the time uh it was a guy who who really didn't slow down until he hit you know really mid thirties, which didn't, ha- you know, a lot of guys slowed down a little bit earlier back then. Right. He kind of maintained that, that being, being great until he was, I mean, basically age, his age 36 season was really looks like the first time that he like really and slowed again, down. He, he played on great twins teams too. They yeah. Led, really and led the league in walks four times. I mean, yeah. he was just, you know, a, a, just a great, great player for over an elongated period of time. Yeah. Uh, number six to me was uh, Willie McCovey. Uh, again, I mean, just like, I, I was debating on whether he should have been a little bit lower, a little bit higher, but I, it was almost just like uh, the presence of Willie McCovey is just like such a big deal to me that it, like he just felt like he should have been a little bit higher. I know it's not the most scientific reasoning for it, but it's just like that just felt like a good spot for him. I don't he know. Also, he also batted behind Willie Mays, so Willie Mays threw a lot of fastballs because of him. Yeah. Right. It's right. Nobody yeah. wanted to see Willie McCovey come up right. either. I mean, right, right. He was just, he was great. Uh, number five then is uh, Miguel Cabrera. Again, the same, same sort of things we were talking about. I actually thought he had played third base longer than he did in his career. It was pretty much like as soon as he got to Detroit. I mean, since he was 25, he's basically been first baseman for the most part. A lot of um, DH, though. A lot of DH, too. Yeah, D, right. Some DH yeah. and all this. But, but uh, I mean, just like one of the absolute best hitters you'll ever see. Especially, I mean, in his prime, it was just... And you, you, know, you look at it, and it's just like all-star every single year, it seems, for like... 
13 straight seasons, basically, right, yeah. or or in the MVP conference. A couple of times he didn't make the All-Star game, but, like, in 2009, he didn't make the All-Star game, but he was fourth in MVP voting. So it's just, like, the guy was just a monster all yeah. the time. Uh, number four for me is Hank Greenberg, who, man, I wish his career was longer because yeah, right. when you look at his numbers, I mean, he was just such a rocket for when he played, um, again, his uh, uh, career got cut short a little bit with uh, uh, World War II, joined the right. Air Force. But, I mean, he was just an absolute monster in, in an era where it was, it was tough to have, you know, those kind of home run totals that he had and everything. Uh, I mean, he slugged over 600, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven straight seasons. <laughs> yeah. I mean, one, one of those are 12 games. But still, yeah. uh, even, uh, you know, slugging over 600 that many times in a row, it's crazy. Yeah. Career 605 slugging percentage, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's right. Good. It's right, bananas. Yeah. Uh, his ca- career OPS, 1017. That's like, if he was able to play an extra five years, he probably would have cracked the top three of yep. this list. Yeah. As it stands. Number four, just you know, for for those other reasons, um, and then after that, that's like I was saying before, like this was like the tier where it was like these next three guys just had to be in the top three. I yep. think uh, number three is Albert Pujols. Uh, if he if he would have maintained anything close to his early Cardinals career when he was on the Angels, it would have been he would have been two, maybe one. I agree, but with it you. just yeah, it's it, it just. I mean, again. He played 10 incredible seasons or whatever it was in St. Louis. And like if, if he never played another second, he'd probably be three on this list or, you know, in the top you know, five if, at least. Yeah. He's a kind of, his first 10 years, if he just retired after 10 years, yeah, he'd be, the whole he'd, thing. Be the, he'd be in discussion as the greatest player of all time. Right, exactly. It's like the same way yeah, looking at some true. of these players who missed years because of military service. Right. And you're thinking, oh, right. well, he would have had 150 more home runs. Like, yep. it would have been the same thing with Pujols. We would have been wondering what he could have done. Yeah, well, that's, you know, that's fun not to get over a tangent, but that's the case with Ted Williams. Ted yeah. Williams was three years in World oh, yeah. War II and two years in the Korean War. Yeah. So if he just averaged five home runs those years, he'd have 700 home runs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if he yeah, yeah, yeah. averaged 30 home runs a year yeah, for no, those five yeah, years. Yeah yeah. 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 Which, I mean, you would expect that he would have. Of mm. course. Yeah. Um, and then number two for me was Jimmy Fox. Same sort of, you know. Like we were saying, career 1038 OPS. Yeah. Career OPS plus of 163. I mean, the dude was just a monster. Uh, and then number one, dead Lou Gehrig. Also, uh, you know, same sort of deal. His OPS plus 179 for his career <laughs> is crazy. Yeah. I mean, just, you, again, you, just, you open up his baseball reference page. It's like, it's just he's leading the league in not only in like one category all the time, he's leading all over the place right, in, yeah. uh, in the league. And, you know, it, uh, uh, it's not even like he had Ruth protecting him. He was protecting Ruth. That's right. So it's like you That's could right. pitch around him if you wanted to a lot of the time. And he was still doing all these things. Yeah. You know, it, it, he almost gets goes under the radar because he played with Babe Ruth. And yeah. it's like, it's almost not. Fa- I mean, I just think he was. Uh, Mike, you didn't have a paid on your, on your honorable mentions either. Uh, I forgot to write him down, but I okay. meant to have right. him on it. But I, you said him, so I wasn't even worried about it. All right. Good list. Very good list. Good list. All uh, right, Rocco. You guys have both left off some guys that I expected you to put on. So um, so honorable mentions. I don't think that anybody else needs to be said uh, who hasn't already been said. I'll just jump into my yeah. list. So uh, number 10 for me is Joey Votto. Um, I think when you look at his career, especially up through his like age 33 year, um, he batted 300, well over 300, like every single year. 
Um, and I think he kind of flies under the radar for how consistent he was. I mean, obviously he won one MVP, but, you know, playing in Cincinnati, not really being in the national spotlight, his career OPS is 928, even having had a downturn the last five years or so. Um, I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. He's a first ballot uh, we, Hall of Famer. We, we, we talked about that a couple weeks yeah. ago. He's definitely a Hall of Famer. Yeah, absolutely. So I think he kind of flies under the radar. He made you guys uh, 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 honorable mention list. For me, he's number 10. Um, number nine for me was Hank Greenberg. Um, kind of what we were talking about before. Look, he lost three years to the Air Force. Um, he, you know, he, he lost a year to injury. He you know, retired when he was 36. So he didn't have as much of a career as I think we'd have liked him to have. But even with the career he had, I mean, yeah, 10-17 career OPS. Clearly when he played, he was dominant, especially before he went off to war, you know, up through his, his age 29 season. Stacks up against, you know, any other baseball player you can find. Right. Um, he just didn't play enough uh, to be higher on the list for me. But in terms of talent, probably is much higher. Um Number eight for me is the opposite of that. Willie McCovey, a guy who played uh, a ton, uh, almost 2,600 games. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, you, you guys pretty much said it all about him. Super consistent. Um, had a lot of big years, especially in his late 20s, early 30s. But also just the fact that he was able to compile the kind of stats that he did over a long career. Played till he was 42 years old, has over 500 home runs. So he's kind of the complete package there. Um, so so I, I pretty much agree with everything you guys said. Willie McCovey. Number eight for me. Number seven is a guy that neither of you said, even as an honorable mention, and I was very surprised, and that's Todd Helton. Um, and I feel like he's a guy who is... Dead set, dead set him as an honorable mention. Oh, you did? Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, dead set, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, constantly underrated, and I feel like a big part of that is because of Colorado and the whole power hitting thing. But when he was 37 years old, he played 124 games at first base and hit 302, had an 850 OPS, with only 14 home runs. So he wasn't just about power. He had a career 316 batting average. I mean that he I mean he, talk about a complete player and especially that year in 2000 when I think he should have won the MVP. He hit 372 with 42 home runs. One of the best years ever by a first baseman. I don't care what stadium he's playing in. So I think he's sorely underrated. I think he should be yeah. in the Hall of Fame right and, now. And not only, he, he's probably the reason that, like, they had to introduce the humidor yeah. and everything, too, because it was yeah. really, like, like he's too good. Right. So it's like, he, he can't be yeah. playing with this. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. He broke yeah. baseball I, 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 I agree. He, I obviously disagree kind of with you, but, but the fact that he played at Colorado held him back a lot. I, yes. Nobody saw him play. Yes. Oh, well, oh I mean, yeah, 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 from that, that perspective, too. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're right. He probably deserves more credit, more publicity yeah. than, he, yeah. than he really got. Uh, number six for me is Johnny Mize. Um, I thought a little bit more highly of him than you guys did. I think when you look at his stats, he's got a couple things working against him. One is that he also, uh, from age 30 to 32 was in the military. So, I mean, those are prime years you're throwing right. away. Right. Um, the other thing is, um, he had a short period of dominance, kind of similar to Hank Greenberg, but I got to give him props because it was during an era where there were very few real power hitters. I mean, he played in the thirties, forties, early fifties. Um, and he was putting up seasons of 40 plus home runs one season with where he hit three Oh two with 51 home runs. Um, really putting up gargantuan numbers in an era where you really didn't see that. Um, and it, and it makes it easy to overlook some of the other years where, oh, he only had 25 home runs, but he hit 364, uh, at age 24. So 
I mean, his career OPS, he played a lot of years at the end of his career that weren't that great. His career OPS is still 959. Um, but he had a great long point. stretch where um, he was he, he had five years of OPS over 1,000, played in the 30s and 40s, taking three years off for military service. So I thought that that was very impressive. Um, number five here, as, as my voice starts to go, I'll try and get through these top five here. Uh, is <laughs> no, Mc- talk forever. Yeah, is uh, is Miguel Cabrera. You know, speaking as a Royals fan, I hated to see him, you know, playing for Detroit every year. Not that there are real rivalries with uh, the Royals. But, uh, I mean, when you look at what he's done in the era that he's played in and how consistent he's been, I mean, he almost became a guy that you forgot about because, you know, he's playing on Detroit and the Marlins. You know, he never really, you know, has played with a, a huge team. Um, but he's always been a huge player. Um, he's put up such monster years. He had those back-to-back MVPs in 2012 and 2013. I think when you look at his body of work, he's got over 500 home runs. He's got a 309 batting average. First ballot Hall of Famer, no question at all. Absolutely. And yeah. we should also – it's it's also it, – we failed to mention with him as well. Like, in this day and age, it's more difficult to win the triple crown. And right. He did. Yes. Like, right. that's – it's right. you know, guys are very specialized power hitters yep. or, you know, very specialized average hitters. And he did both. Like, that is really – It hadn't yes. been done in 45 years. Right. I remember that season. Yeah. That was incredible. Yeah. So, yeah, all props to him for that. That was a huge achievement. Um, number four. Four. Four for me. Wait. Oh, no. Wait. Oh, no. I put too many on the list. I have two number twos. All right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Two A and two B. All right. So, yeah. So, you knock him down. Honestly, it kind of makes a little sense because this person is someone you guys left out not really thought of as a first baseman, but I'll get to him anyway. All right. So, <laughs> number four uh, is, uh, is Frank Thomas. Um, obviously, a, a huge player. I think maybe the best player of the 90s. Um, I know that there's a lot of dispute over that. Um, but, yeah, I, I agree. Super surprised that he only appeared in five All-Star games. Probably because he played more at DH later on in his career and he had to contend with Edgar Martinez. Um, but, uh, but yeah. And I mean, Hall of Famer Harold Baines. Right, right, of course, of <laughs> course. Um, but, I mean, when you look at his stats, I mean, you know, he played till he was 40 and he's got a 301 career batting average. Yep. I mean, that's impressive. 521 impressive. home runs, yeah, that's pretty nuts. 1,700 RBIs. I mean, he's got, you know, an, an almost unblemished resume and played for a super long time. Remember when he was with Toronto, 39 years old, had an 857 OPS, hit 26 home runs. I mean, and he played well for the A's. He, he bounced around to a couple teams after that, but always stayed good. He was an amazing player. All right, the one idiotic thing you said about the 90s was what? he was the best player. Well, I knew Ken you'd Gr- have a problem with that. Ken Griffey Jr. was the best player. All right, well, well, we can debate that another time. <laughs> also, also, I think I know who your other number two is going to be. All right, got oh, number yeah, three. Yeah, Michael's yeah I, think, I think I know who, who it is. All right, number three, Jimmy Fox. Um, I mean, you know, again, Jimmy Fox is a guy who it's like almost boring how good he is. You look at his stats, he is obviously in another tier. 325 lifetime batting average, 1038 career OPS, 534 home runs. Um, you know, every single year he's hitting in like the mid 300s. I mean, right. such a reliable hitter. Um, you know, won MVP three times in an era where people were not winning MVP three times. Was he, yeah. um, was he among the first Hall of Famers? Was he on that list? I don't think, I think so. Well, I think it was a couple years later. Okay. Was he? Whatever. Well, he, should, he should have been if he wasn't. Yeah. Well, well he was yeah. still play, He wasn't eligible yet. Oh, yeah. He, he played was, till uh, 45. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, like. yeah. He yeah. wasn't eligible. Oh, that's later than I thought it was. Yeah. Yeah. We're, yeah. I mean, you know, not a lot to be said about Jimmy Fox that hasn't been said already. All right. right. Number 2A uh, is Albert <laughs> Pujols. Um, right. Again, if Albert Pujols had retired. Well, our lists are very similar, Rock. They are. They are. If Albert Pujols had retired. 
in eh, 20 at the end of the 2012 season like his first season with LA um, he would be considered maybe the greatest player of all time, right? He would have had a 325 batting average and 1022 career OPS and 475 home runs, and it would have always been, you know, oh, you know, what what could have been. Instead, right. he continued playing. Look, he's compiled 687 career home runs. That's a feather in your cap. Yeah. Um, you know, all time. Had- yeah. Sorry, he, yeah, what were you going to say? Sorry. I was going to say he's the all-time leader and grounded into double plays. Yep, that's exactly yeah, what I was yeah. going to say also. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's the ball hard. That's why. Look, well, but I, right, but yeah. it's like the same where it's like, yeah, like Cy Young is the all-time loss leader, but that's like that's right. not a bad thing. It's like that's because right. you played so much yeah. because people want to want you to keep playing for their team. Exactly. But you, but you look. I mean, the last ten years of his career, he's forty-two now, and you look at his batting averages at two fifty-eight, two forty-four, two twenty-four. You know, his career batting average is still two ninety-six. He right. was so dominant in the years when he was dominant. So yep. yeah, he's great. To be, because you might not consider him a first baseman, is Stan Musial. Um, that's, well, that's why I had to put him on. That's what of I thought. That. Yeah, I, I almost, I know. No, I was, but, no, but, but he, he, he played doesn't over fit anyway. He played that's over a thousand games I feel like he doesn't fit at any base. position. Wait, he, say, I'm sorry, Rock. He played over a thousand games at first base. He did? Yes. Oh, see, I, I, he would have been in my top five if, if, uh, right. if I, if I count him as a yeah. first baseman. He played, but, he played about 1,900 games in outfield and over 1,000 in first base. Well, so, that's why I consider him an outfielder. Yeah. So, I mean, look, Stan Musial is, as we've said before, he's the guy where any list that you can compile, oh, right. only four guys in history have ever done this, Stan right. Musial is always going to be on right. the list. It Every matter what single time, no matter what. Yep. Yeah. Whenever, whenever there's a hitting list, when you got a guest hitting list, Always start with Stan Musial. He's always on the he's list. Gonna, right. He's, he's going to be right. Be that's, that yeah. was yeah, the, <laughs> yeah. Spor- the Sparkle quizzes. You could just write in Musial, that's and right. it was right that's every right. time. That's right. So, so, as usual, he's the guy everybody forgets about. It's kind of unofficial on this list, so he'll be 2A. Um, and number one for me, I, and you know, I, I hate to say it as much as I hate the Yankees, but he is number one, yeah. Don Mattingly. No, you <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't have him as an honorable mention. Actually, Dad, I will. Say. I yeah, did. Yeah. I did. Oh, you oh, did. You did. Oh, okay. oh, yeah. I had of him course. and him and Hernandez. Oh yeah, right. Oh yeah. Okay. I, I forgot to put Mike Sweeney as my honorable. No, mention. no, no. Those guys. First of all, all the Gold Gloves. Both those guys won just because of that. They should be in the Hall of Fame. They were so dominant at first base. Uh-huh. If Ozzie Smith is in as a dominant fielder at shortstop, they should be in for the for the dominant first base fielding. Ozzie Smith's a better hitter than Don Mattingly. I mean, come no on. No way. Oh, yeah, I saw you. <laughs> Get out of here. All right, oh, so yeah, Lou, Lou, Lou Gehrig is number one. Obviously, Lou Gehrig yeah. is number one. So we all had Lou Gehrig number one. That's, I mean, not super yeah. interesting, but yeah. No, yeah, but it is, right. It's it's. Yeah, when you it's do good. an analysis, Honestly, it's hard good. to keep him out of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I'm, I'm happy that Rocky put him at number one because we can't just be like, well, we're homers, so we put right. him in. There right. was a legitimate reason. Uh, yeah, right. no, I mean, look, when you look at Lou Gehrig's stat, I mean, yes, it's like he played second fiddle to Babe Ruth. Yeah, like, right. Pretty <laughs> much right. no other player who could have, you know, shadow, overshadowed Lou Gehrig. So, right. Right. And, yeah, like, he's barely one. played second fiddle. <laughs> like, yeah. Was, <laughs> yeah. If, yeah, only, if only Lou Gehrig had played long enough to get seven more home runs to get to 500, he was real lazy, huh? Just decided right. to retire. I don't know. <laughs> Just Plus, decided, the yeah. disease after him. Yeah, right. Yeah, he right. went into disease research or whatever he did after that. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know much about his life, but, you know. Uh, and there's a uh, – literally started the phrase he Wally pipped him. Like, that's that was, right. Uh, yeah, that's right. You know, because that's of right. it, you know, it's like – 
Yeah. There's so much being from him. Yeah. I know. L- later becoming the, got... Don, the Don Majkowski, but yes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Gary Cooper played him in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. When uh, Gary Cooper was about 50 years old playing a high school uh, Lou Gehrig <laughs> surrounded by a bunch of like 16-year-olds. How do you do, fellow all the same kids? <laughs> yes. Yeah. The magic of Hollywood. I saw someone saying that they need to give Dr. Spichem in his own Better Call Saul. <laughs> I would. I also saw that, actually. I would love that. Yeah. That would be amazing. <laughs> all right, guys. All right. Good list. Good list. All right, yes. Good. All right. All so right. We'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll see you next week. Rocky, take care of your new dog. Rocky got a new dog. And, of course, yeah. he named him Spunky from Rocco's Modern Life. That's so. right. Yep. It worked out perfectly. Yep. Yeah. And he'll be getting all his right. own Instagram soon where I will post all of his meals. We'll have, Perfect. We'll, we'll, we'll have him as a guest <laughs> barker someday. Oh, yeah. It's a good idea. It's a good idea. All right. All right, guys. Good. We'll see you next week. All Have right. a good week, everybody. Right, guys. Love you guys. All right, guys. Take care, everybody. Bye. Bye.